it's a good drink. <laughs> Let's crack it over. Black History Month. It's February 2024. Ah, oh, Joe got frozen on the bike. Joe got frozen on the bike. Yo, it's crazy. I'm so used to looking over at you. All right, listen, listen. Podcast listeners, everybody across the world, it's your boy Joe Brickhouse. Gene has given me the mic tonight, y'all. All oh, shit, shit, I'm 40. And Joe got frozen. And then I froze. There's no dead air on the podcast, I'm Joe. Just, it's the rhythm. I'm used to being like, all right, Gene will come in and do his little thing. It's on me. I'm like, God, think. All right, first of all, Gene, thanks for uh, passing over the mic over to me and um, letting me control this thing tonight. I appreciate you. I know this is your baby, but I want you to just sit back and, you know, just, just co-host. You're the, you're the producer you know? tonight. But I will say this, Joe. You know the cue or the song. Yeah. If y'all could see this, I was sitting here looking at Joe. I'm like, I know he hear the cue. I froze. What happened to the yo, yo, yo? Yo, yeah. All right. Well, Joe do it like this. Yo, yo, yo. All right. Once again, it's Joe Brickhouse. Um, of course, the host, um, the, the CEO, Gene Lott, is in the building. Gene, how you feeling tonight? I feel good, man. How you how how y'all doing, world? I hope everybody fine on this uh, February Black History Month. February twenty twenty four Black History Month. We got a special show for y'all, and we have a special guest in the house tonight. Mr. Tyson B is back in the building. Tyson B, hold on, hold on. We got something for Tyson. Appreciate that. I'm still slow on the. uh, There we go. That's all right. Did we do it? There we go. There we go. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's Black History Month twenty twenty four. Everybody's in good health. Let's yep. get it. Let's go. So yeah. for our listeners out there, um, y'all might remember Tyson was on the show when we did the HBCU uh, versus PWI talk, and he had some very good content. Um, that show was one of my one of my favorite shows. So I'm looking forward to the conversation tonight. One uh, of the highest uh, ranking shows. Oh, really? One of the most downloaded yeah. shows. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what's Welcome up. Back. Welcome well, back. I appreciate let's keep, it. Let's keep it going. And um, appreciate the invite. You heard us talking a little bit. February 2024, <clears throat> Black History Month. Um, it's a good opportunity for us black men to get in here and talk on the podcast, use our platform, talk about black history. All right. So the main topic for tonight, we're going to get into today's America. All right. Follow me. Today's America. Are we living MLK's dream? All right. That's going to be the, the, the main topic. Repeat, gonna... repeat that for the people in the back. Today's America. Are we living MLK's dream? All right. All right. All right. So we want to focus on that. Um, that's going to be the main topic for tonight. But as, as we go around and kind of set up that topic. Um, I'm going to start with, with with the host, with the CEO, brother brother Gene. Um, let's talk about Black History. Hold, um, hold on, Joe. What? <laughs> Joe, what do we do? <laughs> to start out oh, the show. Listen, I am oh. messing up. All right, let's let's. Joe got reverse, little nerves right now. Reverse, and reverse. Like, put like, in reverse. And I've hosted reverse. this show before. I've co-hosted the show. You've before. co-hosted yeah, two right. shows right, before. So <laughs> formality to our show. All right, we got to go around the room and talk about what we drink. And I'll start with myself. All right. Um, Mix it up, a nice little old fashioned. We use. Uh, it was a rye. It was, was a rye. Can, can y'all tell the difference for the rye? Uh, yes. I I can't. Okay. Yes, you can tell it. I can okay. tell a little bit. All right, a little, little, little bit of bitter in there. All right, so mm-hmm. we had the Sagamore over the weekend. Picked up a um, a bottle of the Imperial Stout Oak Aged Rye. And for those of you who don't know, Sagamore is in Baltimore City. Shout out to Baltimore. Be more. Be more. Stand up. All right, so we made up some old fashioned with that, and I'm drinking. PA's on Trogues Independent Brewing Mad Elf. Mad Elf is still it's, it's, 
It's one Man. of those holiday L's, but I, I found some and I wanted to kind of, you know, purge my, my drinking my drinking fridge. So I and <laughs> that gentleman is out the can. And Mad Elf is is pretty legit. Yeah, so and, we're gonna try to finish these off. And out of a can, oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, so let's go to Gene. What you drinking on? Um, yeah. like you said, we are drinking the old fashioned and um we did have a little shot of um some uh man, I forgot the name of it already. That, that was Old Forster. Yep, Old Forster had a shot of some special Old Forster mm-hmm. that um a bottle I got when I was with Tommy. Shout out to Tommy. Shout out Tommy. And then um I'm gonna I'm gonna take some of the soul from Tyson. Both of us are mm-hmm. drinking Port City out of Alexandria, Virginia. They're uh, Pizza Night Amber Lager, yep. yeah. which is pretty darn good, and it's a nice easy sipper at 4.7 ABV. Yeah. What do so you think we- about the drinks, Tyson? They good. The uh, you forgot to mention that the old fashions are smoked. So oh, smoked. yeah, he did. smoked the old fashioned. So yeah. that rye smoked old fashioned is yeah. uh, is hitting quite nice right now. But the uh, first time with the pizza night out of Port City, so it's not bad. I'm enjoying it. Oh yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, so we got that formalities out of the way. We're gonna go ahead and get right into the topic. I'm gonna pass it back over to you, brother Gene. And what I want you to do is I want you to talk about um, some Black History moments that you can a moment. Um, that you can kind of recollect on and that I was a part of, right? Part of, mm-hmm. or just witness. You don't have to, right. you know, be a part of. But I know you were part of some good things. Um, but just mm-hmm. tell me something, you know, that you've been a part of. Black, Black history, history moments that I was a part of, and I feel like when we were discussing this uh, pre-show, I feel like all of us are going to say the same thing. But um, I guarantee you, we won't. All right. The first thing that came to my mind was the Million Man March. Okay. Okay. All right, and. I went there with my dad, took off a day, excuse day of school, which I was surprised, and literally, um, it was a million plus men. Anybody can dispute the numbers, but I was there. It was a million plus men, no issues, and it was awesome. I still got the button. You know what I'm saying? I still got the button. And it was an awesome thing to do with my dad. You know what I mean? And... That to me, that was a big Black History moment. You know was what I mean? DC? Yeah, it was in DC was on the DC. mall, and it was a it was a Black History moment because my dad also was um, he was at the March on Washington mm. with his dad and my grandmother. That's cool. And he said he elicited it, it, it gave him the same feelings of, of nostalgia going back to that. So I would say that's my Black History moment that I was a part of. You know, the, the one that pops in my head. But I know it's a couple out there that we all experienced. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. All right, sure. so Tyson, you up yeah. next. Tyson, go ahead. So um, I think my first Black History moment being a part of was January 13th. I had to look it up, 1990. Douglas Welder was inaugurated as the governor. Oh, that's right. You a VA dude. A VA yeah. Dude, right? Born and raised. Yeah. And, um, didn't really get it then because I was probably right. about 10. Uh, same age as my daughter now. So my parents took us down there. My sister and I uh, got kind of close enough to see the inauguration, but it was right. just so many people. I remember that. Um, and I remember like we didn't go downtown very much, right. but it was um, it was just a, a feeling in the air. Like didn't really understand it. Um, but I also, I met Arthur Ashe that day wow. as well. Um, and I knew he was from Richmond, um, knew he was from close to where we grew up. So it was just kind of a major impact. Um, I'll never forget that. But Douglas Wilder's inauguration, 1990. And it's crazy because as I look back on that now, I don't know. I, 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 can't, I It didn't register just like how you said that he was the first black governor of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And those of you who know Virginia mm-hmm. back in the day, we mm-hmm. talk Civil War and everything, but of Virginia. 
you yeah. know. And I just remember him with his gray hair, you know, mm-hmm. gray little curly hair and stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's that's good stuff. And then you met Arthur Ash. Yeah. That's major. Amazing. Yeah, major. All right, so, so I'm going to pass it over to myself. Now, I am surprised that we all didn't have the same thing. I'm, we're not going to have the same thing. Really? I'm no. surprised, too. So, so for our listeners out there, we did have, like, a brief conversation earlier, but we did not share each other's topic. I told no shit. Joe wasn't saying I wanted. I was like, don't get on the air. We all have the same topic. But um, we don't have the same topic, so uh, this is good. Black history. In the making. All right. This is the one I thought everybody was going to go to Okay, um, when you said that. All right. But you went a different way. 44th president of the United States. I knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. Tuesday, January 20, 2009. That was Mm -hmm. my, that was like, I remember that day um, like it was yesterday. Right. Um, I I remember that weekend Mm -hmm. like it was like. It was a party. It was insane. The city was on. I was proud. Were you up here? I was up here. So I had our, this was two years after I moved. I moved up to um, to Maryland in 2007. Mm -hmm. So this was. Year two mm-hmm. of me being in America. Now, picture this. Actually, it was like a year and a half later because I came in in the summer of 07. I remember being the point person for my North Carolina friends and family. It was like, we coming to your city. And I, yeah. that was my first my first black history like moment that I can relive. But right. it was my first time like, all right, this is my chance to kind of like wrangle the herd, right? Yep. Let's make sure we get people where they need to be. Mm-hmm. If they want to see the um, inauguration parade, if they want to be actually out there for the speech. Right. I want to be the person that sets all this up. So it was special to me because um, obviously I'm from North Carolina, so most of my family and friends are down there. I was living in an apartment off of Billingsley, Sheffield Greens. Mm, okay. Two-bedroom yep. apartment. We had 20 people in there. Two bedroom apartment, air mattresses, couches. My boy, we we made it work. Made right? it work. Sleep on the floor, sleep on yeah. the couch. Uh, we did what we had to do. We had we had eight, 20, 20 people up in the room. Um, we took a little a, a couple of cars up to DC that morning. The metros mm-hmm. were insane. It was crazy, bro. I remember it was crazy. Metro was insane. I, I, just, I, I yep. remember that day like like it was just the just the speech and all the you know the, everything that happened that day. I got newspapers in, in the room in there. Everybody do. <laughs> yeah. But one quick thing, a little like a one A off of that. The night before, um, we went to the club. Love. <laughs> and Shout out to Love, man. It no longer exists. And I didn't know how historic this moment was until like after the fact. We we spent, we spent some money to get in the club. I think it was like a hundred dollars back then. You know, so it was like, that's a lot of money back then. That's a lot of money back then. Hundred dollars in the club. We went in there. Boom, boom, boom. Nobody argued. Everybody was like, "All right, let's do it." Get in the club. Who do we see? Jeezy, yep. Jay-Z, yep. T.I., Beyonce. My president is black. That's when <laughs> my president is black. That's when he the dropped world the song. heard Jay-Z spit that verse. My president we is black. in the club. We heard it first Wow. in yep. the club. Wow. And the fun fact of that, Jeezy had never heard that verse before. Really? So, so as we heard Jay-Z spitting that verse, he heard it. that was Jeezy's first time. Damn. Ever. That's how, so that's, that's a that's a Black History that's, moment in itself. That, yeah. Go listen to it. Go back and like, yeah. go go to Jeezy and um, he was talking about it a little bit. He was like, "Yeah, uh, we I knew he had some some tracks out there, but mm-hmm. I hadn't heard it yet." Jeezy <laughs> came to the club with his verse, and the, that was the first time Dropped the world it. heard it right there in the club in DC. Oh, shout out to Love, man! Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's a whole nother episode yeah. of 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 is Love an episode or or is it Dream and Love or an episode or. Just DC the D- just the a- just the DC club scene, scene back in the episode. day is a whole other episode. I know this is all shit. I'm forty, but we can reflect back on when all oh shit. I'm twenty. <laughs> <laughs> all shit. I'm twenty two, twenty one. Yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But right. damn. So yeah, that was that was my moment. That's um, a good moment. It was a very good moment. Very good, good moment. moment. And you know, just to just to add on to that, man, that day was so epic because a lot of our grandparents were still alive during that. Mm. 
And this is going to put us into the mood of what we're going to be talking about, but literally they've waited their whole lives to see something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you walk into your grandmother's house, what pictures are you going to see? Martin Luther King on the wall, Jesus. John F. Kennedy, and Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the closest president we ever got to being black, if you want to say that, mm-hmm. was Clinton. Mm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But to see Barack come in there and not only, not only win one term, but two terms, you know? With a black yeah. wife. Yep. Yeah. Was, an was an amazing thing. Amazing. And I'm glad that us 80s babies... Yes, sir. able to, mm. to yes. see that. Yeah, you know 70s. what I mean. Absolutely. Well, you late seventies <laughs> type. So I, like, I, I forgot. Tyson, I Tyson we can actually consider you part of the eighties. Right? I just barely made it in the seventies. You just barely made it. Yeah. You know, if your dad would have just waited like a month or two. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. No. I'm glad we made history. We were a part of history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some cases, we made history. Mm-hmm. Yep, right on. I'm glad that we got some some stories to pass on to our family. That's it. All right, so I want to drop some facts real quick throughout the show. Yep. Um, as we kind of like have some segues in between, I'm going to drop some black history facts. Um, I went. This is my source is history.com. also went to the NAACP website. Shout out to the NAACP. NAACP and our local NAACP. Shout out president. to President Sweat, what's, what's up, who's president in charge Sweat? of our local NAACP <laughs> chapter, which I employ everybody in Charles County, Waldorf, wherever you are at. Join the NAACP. Me and Val, we about to join the NAACP. My lodge is about to join the NAACP. It, it makes a difference, man. Shout out to Miss Sweat. Absolutely. All right, Black History Month. Let's talk about the origin of it. Um, the celebration of Black History Month began as Negro History Week. Mm. Negro History Week. Start out as a week. Which was created in 1926 by Carter G. Woodson, yep. a noted African American historian, historian, scholar, educator, and publisher. Where is he, he from? Don't tell me he's from VA. He's from Buckingham, Virginia. Buckingham, Virginia. And Yo, shout out to VA. How close is, is, is that to Richmond, though? Yeah, it's about it's about an hour. Hold on, give him some love. Hold on, here we go. Give him some love. Carter G. Woodson is about ten minutes from where my parents grew up. Really? Yeah. Full circle so, yeah. moment, man. Full yeah. circle so, moment. Glad you on the shoulder, yeah. man. You, you yeah. dropping some stuff, man. I was like, I'm going to get these balls with this one. <laughs> right. Carter G. Woodson. Yep. Shout out to Carter G. Woodson. So, 1926, it was Black His- Negro History Week. It became a month-long se- celebration in 1976. They chose okay. February because it coincided with the birthdays for, of Frederick Douglass mm-hmm. and Abraham Lincoln. Yep. All right? So, yep. uh, we, so, so, so. that's a whole yeah, other topic yeah, with old age, man. out of there, but it's in the, it's in the stats, in the so I had, I, had right. to, I had to put it in there. Yep. All right? So, I'll be jumping some more nuggets as, just, as the show go on. All right. Now, as we get into this topic, today's America, are we living MLK's dream? All right? We know the speech. I actually had to recite the speech. Don't ask me to do it right now, but I, I actually know some bits. <laughs> I felt like that was speech. like every yeah. black African-American <laughs> yep. kid. So, so we know the, the high points of that speech. We know yep. where direction. Um, we know the purpose of this speech. We know the direction that he wanted, the message that he wanted to send out to not just our race, but every race, um, not just Americans, but the world. All right. So we want to get into that. Today's America, we focus in on our country, United States of America. Are we living MLK's dream? And there's three points that we want to kind of focus on as we look into that topic. From an education standpoint, we want to look at it from an occupation standpoint and life. All right. Are we living MLK's dream educationally? Are we living MLK's dream from our job that we have right now, nine to five? And are we living it from a life standpoint? All right. The money that we have in the bank, the house we live in, the clothes, the cars. Our experiences, our experiences with the police, life, every life. All that good stuff. Don't just think about the material things, but just, just the emotional part of life. 
are we living in a McKinney dream? So, okay. Tyson, I'm going to kick it over to you from an education standpoint. We all get a chance to kind of piggyback off of that. Sure. Um, but let's let's start with you from an education standpoint. Just give me your perspective on that, MLK. Um, we know where he wanted to kind of go and have equality mm-hmm. for, for everybody. Um, and it starts with the school system, right? Sure, sure. The, the segregation thing was a big thing right back Absolutely in the day. Absolutely right. Let's integrate these school systems. Um, the education that that white person was getting, it was just important for the black person to get as well. So what's, your, what's your take on that? So I think, um, again, appreciate the the invite, fellas. Um, I think we, in components, we are doing that. We are living the dream. In other aspects, we we got a lot of work to do. Um, and I think some of that is on us as a, as a group, as black people. I think other components are um, just the times in terms of uh, the same racism, same obstacles that he faced, we're still facing. Um, we look at, and I mentioned this on the <clears throat> the last time I was on the show with the um, PWI versus HBCU, but it's come out now, last probably like month to uh, from the Biden administration that there are twelve states that have historically underfunded HBCUs: um, Virginia, Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, etc. So you look at that, right? You look at the the amount of underfunding that has happened. Let's just take it from MLK from the '60s until now. We are talking about hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars that have not been poured into uh, the educational institutions that um, primarily support us and have been um, a safe haven, a safe place. Um, And I think that's why you see students running back uh, to HBCUs now. Kind of the popularity has has come back again. Uh, You think about when we were growing up, um, the popularity of the Cosby Show, Different World kind of ingrained in you, you go to HBCUs. Um, we kind of got away from that a little bit. And yep. um, you see students at PWIs and, you know, my own experience at a PWI, um, they aren't always safe spaces. Right. Um, and I think uh, we have to think about, you know, he wanted equality. He wanted an opportunity for everybody to have the same kind of quality of education. Um, and I think that because we've branched out, we've been able to kind of um, learn some tricks, learn some strategies, learn some tactics that we've been able to bring back to the community, mm-hmm. but it hasn't impacted the community as much as it probably should have okay. in order for us to advance yep. and create more equality. And I think that's where we have to do a little bit more work. Um, it shouldn't have taken 2023, 2024 for the government to say, or for us to force the government to say, hey, we've been underfunding these institutions as much as we have been. And that's, I think, is where he probably be a little bit disappointed in terms of the strategy and the tactics we've taken. Right. Yep. Okay. Or it shouldn't have taken uh, the Amazon founder to get divorced to force his <laughs> wife to drop that bread on all them HBCUs. True. True. Shout out, True. she gave money to BSU. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson, um, it, it's interesting what you said, too, about the, the lack of money that was being dispersed to the schools. And I, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, man, just think if we just would have got a snippet of the money that the schools deserved, mm-hmm. how much better off things could have been, you know what I'm saying, with the schools. But then I also think about it like this, <clears throat> and Joe could relate, well, I don't know, because you know A&T, they get all the money. Come on <laughs> but oh, shout out to North I watched, I watched A&T, you know, when they got that money and right. put it to use, right? Yeah. When I first got there now, we, we was in the A little bit different. So, so, this little little what, so this is what I was saying, Joe. Like, different. Is it a blessing and a curse? Because I'll put it like this. When in HBCUs, right, there were a lot of things that 
we didn't have that the bigger schools had, mm-hmm. but it taught us to use what you have Absolutely. and adapt. And, and it taught us those life skills that we're applying now yeah, in absolutely. school. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wonder what HBCUs, if they were on equal footing with the PWIs, would they have actually produced the type of people I got you. that come sense. out of HBCUs? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You still I mean, think so? I, I still think so. I still okay. think so. Touch on that real quick, Tyson. So I... I um, We've always HBCUs have always done well, right? And I think that's um, this um, this campaign and this aura that can still kind of continues of um, we're here and we're just as equal, right? right? That that kind of narrative is still surprising to me mm-hmm. that we're still using that. Um, and I'm in a couple of Facebook groups for my profession, um, and it's all geared around like getting kids that look like us and their parents getting them to college, right? Um, and they're still kind of advocating the importance and the value. We should not be, at this time, still talking about the value of an HBCU. Mm. That's already been proven time okay. and time again. Right. Right? Okay. So, the fact that we're still having this conversation in 2023, 2024, yeah. tells me that somewhere along the the strategy and the messaging from our own community hasn't been as effective as it needs to be. That makes sense. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where he would be disappointed in, in kind of the dream yeah. a little bit. So, yeah, and I, I'm glad you said that. So I literally had this conversation over the weekend. One of my buddies that went to ENT, he was up here. And uh, he's from Greensboro, which is where North Carolina ENT is. And <clears throat> I had to let people know, especially some of my family members, um, I made ENT my first choice. Mm-hmm. Yep. You said you said that on the show. Yep. Most people think that you go to an HBCU because oh, you couldn't get into <clears> you know the North Carolinas or right. the Virginia Techs or the Yales. I actually had other offers, offers, mm-hmm. numerous shows to go to ENT. Mm-hmm. But it's a combination of absolutely what you just said, and, and you make some great points as well, Tyson. But for Gene, I think the one thing that I did choose ENT for because I felt like I needed to be around brothers mm-hmm. right to bring something that i had in me coming from the small town of wilson north carolina that you know I, somewhat i wouldn't say poor right but it wasn't like your your middle it wasn't class metropolis. you know what I'm saying? right it wasn't metropolis right right so i need i felt like i was missing something from a i need to see the other side of that black life um and i don't want to experience from a pwi perspective right okay. i want to see it from other that makes black, sense so guess what when I went to AT, guess what? Guess what? Some, guess what? Most people migrate from coming from AT, the DMV area. Yeah, right. Absolutely, they got to get away. They, they had to get away. <laughs> they right? got to get out. Like, I'm not going to school. There's nothing against the schools up there. Right. Some great yeah, schools yeah. up here. But you want to get away. They from wanted school. to get mm-hmm. away. So it was some intelligent young men and women that I yep. met from PG County, mm-hmm. and they was wealthy. They yeah, from my standards of black people, when yeah. I, what I knew, I'm like, man, P- PG at the time, you know it, it's been wealthy. it's been bypassed by Charles County, but I don't see it has <laughs> <Yeah>. been <laughs> the wealthiest black. But what I'm saying is, yeah. I I needed that part of the experience. Both I chose sides to go, so I could see. Yes, you know, what I'm saying I don't need to go off here and be somebody that I'm not. Right, right, or or and and I can be around my people, get a good education. I'm going to party. We're gonna have a good time. But I'm going to go against the grain mm-hmm. and that stereotype that they have against us, mm-hmm. and I'm going to excel my way. Sure. So that's, that, I sure. mean, A&T marks first choice, so I, I appreciate that tip. Yep. That. But there is a mis- misconception about the HBCU, and I think, yes, if MLK was here today, he was like, yeah, we got to do better about um, promoting our HBCUs. We got to do better about 
um, making that that first choice and not a check down mm -hmm. from an education standpoint because there are some really good schools out here. So and I think the the check down piece. I'm just hopping right here mm -hmm. for the check down piece. I think the the part that is um, important that perhaps we we haven't lived up to the to the dream is that we've allowed the narrative in high school uh, and allow people to be geared towards the PWI for success. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Uh, they equate the PWI to success. Exactly. And right. it's not, and it's not that. And I think um, I was in a conversation with a, a chapter brother the other day about, um, he said segregation, the end of segregation was uh, one of the worst things that happened to us. I agree. And I was like, Oh, that's an interesting take. And I yeah. was like, I, I, I understand it, but, I never lived through segregation. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I have to go back to my parents, like who went to segregated schools. Right. Like, did I have it better than you did? Right. Maybe, maybe so in some aspects. Um, but you think about um, like Bear Bryant and switches to sports and education real quick. It wasn't until USC came to Alabama and played Alabama and USC had black football players. Half the team. That Alabama was like, okay, we I need, can now, some, I need some, I need some Negroes in order for me to Facts. win and to play. Facts. Um, and that, that change shifted the landscape of the talent, some athletic talent specifically, going to PWIs, mm -hmm. um, to James Meredith, uh, so on and so forth. Um, this integration component that shifted and kind of moved some of, um, would have been leaders um, in HBCUs, leaders in PWIs as yep. well. Yep. Um, and I think that, that kind of, Perhaps we didn't strategize enough mm -hmm. in, seg in the move out of segregation in, in the education realm to, one, support those that were going to the PWIs, support the HBCUs to continue that, what has been a strong legacy and continues to be a strong legacy, right. but mirroring the two so that we, can, uh, we have a strategy that prevails right. Right. generation after generation. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to hop on it real quick. So... My take on it, as far as what uh, MLK would think of how it is today, you got to remember a couple of things. MLK, what was it? Uh, I think it was after he left Morehouse, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. You know, there were blacks that were going to PWIs up north. Sure. The Browns and the Cornell's, you know, Cornell's yeah. and everything, Smith, yeah. you know, and while it wasn't ideal situations and they had to create their own environments, they were able to get into the schools. Mm -hmm. um, I look at Jesse Owens at Ohio State. You yep. know, He was able to get into Ohio State, but they wouldn't give him a scholarship. He had to work as a janitor. He had to do all that. It'd be rough but out. he was there, you know. But um, I would think that he would be happy What's going on now? Mm -hmm. Because we're kind of on equal footing. Yeah. Okay. In terms of like school, like all the schools are are, are coming up, and uh, the the black colleges are getting some quality yeah. instructors. Yeah. True. That are coming in. Yeah. Both white and black. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And PWIs are getting a lot of minorities that are coming in. What will probably blow him is to see that, wow, there are white people trying to get into HBCUs, HBCUs yeah. and are getting <laughs> into <laughs> minority scholarships. Absolutely. That's <laughs> you unreal. Know? But yeah, I get and, it. And I, I call out Bowie State right now. Oh, like, no. Bowie State, you walk on campus, yeah. you're like, whoa. Especially yeah. since when we were there, I was like, yeah. You know, granted, they're all commuters, but yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that before. Sure. But, but I, sure. I also think it's I think that'll be the thing now. He'll be like, I also confused. Think it's the opportunity piece, though. Like, yeah. 
give my people, his people, opportunities to seek higher education. I right. That's the part that was kind of lost in the message. And I want to kind of talk about one of the actual facts from his um, dialogue. Education should not only teach man to think intensively, but also pro- provide worthy objectives upon which to concentrate. Right. Okay. Mm. So don't just put me in the school because I'm a football player. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't just put me in the school because I can sing or I can act. Give me some worthy objectives. So, Joe, gonna, you uh-huh. say that. Mm-hmm. What is the argument now between the Republicans and everybody about um, getting into schools, the affirmative action about getting into schools and stuff, taking race off of the application? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like you kind of agree with it, which I want to hear your opinion on that. And then we got to move. We're going to move. Yeah, because we, yeah, yeah. we can go we deep can on that. Really <laughs> but so, what is your opinion now so, on just getting rid of race off the application? So I, off I'm, the I'm, I'm going to look at it from this angle and maybe you, t- you two have a different approach. I actually don't have an issue with removing race because it's like you, you're not being prejudged. You know? Right. Um, Maybe by a name, you can kind of. Figure out what kind of person that is, but I wanna I wanna focus on more of the give me a fair chance. Now that's the objective right. I'm focusing on, right? No matter what color I am, no matter what languages I speak, if I have the capacity to learn and my credentials meet your requirements, right? Then let's let's remove the biases, right? Let's 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 allow me to go into whatever school I choose to go into if I can afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, give me fair opportunities to scholarships and, right. mm-hmm. and grants, right? And that's what I feel like MLK wanted. It's like don't just limit yourself to oh let's let's bottleneck all of our people into this school over here and we're gonna feed them rice and peas right mm-hmm. while everybody else over here is eating good steak and all that stuff like that exactly. on meal plan right mm-hmm. give me that same opportunity as that next man I think what you're gonna see is we have some very intelligent yeah. African Americans in the world and I think James Brown said it the best in his song you know I don't want that from nobody just open up the door I'll get it myself absolutely that's mm. that's and that's the mentality I had like exactly I don't need nothing for, I, I want to go get it right. myself and I want to prove that and I shout out it. to our parents for also giving us names absolutely. where they won't know yeah. uh, who the hell we are <laughs> by, by our names yes. and stuff Joseph you know? I'm yeah. getting an <laughs> exactly and Eugene Eugene go either way oh Eugene Charles oh I'm man in Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. We're good on education, fellas. What y'all think? You want to get any, any last minute? I mean, we um, can do it at the end. Education. I, uh, that's a whole think, show again. I uh, yeah. I'm gonna chime in for one piece. Um so the SCOTUS decision is is layered for me. Um what I think we are going to see is a decrease of black students at the PWIs. Mm. Um and I think that at times um, it helps to see that information, to see the whole picture of a student um, and to see the whole picture of their experiences. You may have a student that is super talented, but is not savvy Mm -hmm. in how to present that talent based upon their environment um, and based upon the inequality that may be in the school systems K through 12. And I think that there are, I've seen more often than not where um, the people that are supposed to be supporting and writing letters um, are a different color and are not advocating for that student the way that they have Ah, in the, the next application. Right, so you, these students are one one place apart in the class, right. and you are raving about this student. Yeah, right. And their credentials are all the same. The only thing that is different is what box they checked. Mm. 
So I think there there's something to that. I think this is a super layered conversation for another day, but um, I think we got there are a lot of dynamics at play with the SCOTUS decision and for that. Before so. we move on, and and Tyson, you can answer this mm-hmm. in twenty to ten seconds or less, or else we're gonna save it for the next educational <laughs> podcast. Okay. But are PWIs doing enough? Ooh. Are they doing enough not only to bring the black students or the minority, because I'm not only gonna say blacks, to bring the minority students Everybody other in than white. and then to and that's how they look at it. And then to keep them in and to keep them you know what I'm saying? Because all the stories I yeah. hear about y'all at, at, at y'all college was it was about five or six, seven blacks here, and it was everybody else. Yeah, I think the um I think some are. Um, and I think that's where you get a designation between like a PWI, um, a MSI, minority serving institution, so that right. like Mason, VCU. Or right. See, that's like, a new one. I never heard right. of an MSI. Um, I'm about to start using that. And then you look at um, like an HBCU, just in terms right. of like the, the categorizations. Um, I don't think that uh, PWIs fully understand um, the journey and the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is um, that's not their focus, right? They're, all institutions are a business, right. and my business is to graduate, is to get you in the door mm-hmm. and graduate you, and advertise enough for you to give back to the institution. That is that is my goal, right? And along the way is to give you opportunities to get into specific industries, job industries, right. et cetera. Yep. So I don't think that that is the it is a one of the goals, mm-hmm. but it's not a major goal. Gotcha. Wow. Oh, look, y'all, we we gonna have this. has got to continue later. This this topic because we can go down so many rabbit holes of this, yeah. and, and this is when we bring Tyson on because he he works in the field. He's a professional in the field, knows a lot more than we do, and and he has a cool radio voice. What's so. that? Ter- yeah. What's that, what's that term you said? M what? What was that? MSI. MSI. I learned that. Look, we learned something today. It's baseball history, right? Exactly. Here. Go ahead, Joe. All right, what's so, the next one? All right, so we're gonna get into education. Um, that was our education piece. Uh, yep. Like Gene said, we're gonna wrap that up, and and we're gonna come back to it, um at some point and later into our podcast. Um, education is where we will go next. All right, but before I go into the education, I wanna. I we just did education. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm, over occupation. I'm over here tripping. <laughs> occupation is where we go. We wrapped up education. We're going occupation. All right. Before we go into occupation, I want to highlight. Let's highlight some women for Black History Facts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to the ladies. Uh, so all right. Some, some ladies. All right. I got a couple that I want to get into here. I'm going to say this. Let me see if y'all can figure it out. 1940 was a year. First African American performer to win an Academy Award, the film industry highest honor for a portrayal as a loyal slave. Governess in Gone with the Wind. Hattie McDaniel. Hattie. 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 Shout, Shout out, out to Hattie. Hattie. Shout out. All right. You know who I was thinking of at first, though? <laughs> but I, but she didn't. I don't think she won one. Uh, I was thinking of Dor- Dorothy Dandridge. Dorothy, Dorothy okay, Dandridge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But Hattie. Shout Hattie. out to Hattie. All right. Amazing in her own right. Absolutely. Yep. All right. And we get to another one. Self-made millionaire. Come All right. On. Come on now. I already know that. Come on now. This person was born in a cotton plantation in Louisiana. Come on now. Hair products. <laughs> hair products. Come on with it. wealth after inventing the line of African American hair care products. She established Adam C. J. Jay Walker. Walker the All right. And was also known for her philanthropy. All right. And one yep. more. Mm-hmm. Y'all might get. Y'all might not get this one. Okay. Because I think I, I'm not going to say the person that she that you're going to say. All right. Michael Jordan is on this list. Oh okay. man. The person that I know y'all are thinking is on this list, and then there's this other person, first American billionaire. All right, 
first American billionaire. First African American billionaire. African American billionaire. Mm. All right. Sold a cable station founded by BET. Oh, two thousand one. Um, um, Johnson, right? Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Johnson. Who Johnson. I thought your everybody was gonna go Oprah Winfrey. When nah, I nah. Rob got that joke first. Robert mm-hmm. Johnson. Robert and right. BET's headquarters was in, in Northeast DC, DC. Right? DC, right off New York Avenue. So that's a little Shout bit history for, for yep. Oprah, Michael Jordan, and. Robert for being black billionaire, the first three I want to yep. say, okay. and then Jay Z coming there, there like more. number nine, more ten. Right Absolutely, yeah. there's a lot more right yeah. now. All right, exactly. Now, all right, let's go back and, and focus on it. We wrapped up the education. Let's get into occupation. I'm gonna occupation, pass this over to my man. Job. I'm gonna pass this over to Gene first on this. All right, one. all right. What do you think about where we stand as a race from an occupational standpoint, as it relates to MLK and where and how MLK, you know, how, how would he would, how would he feel about where we are right now as a race? I would say he would be very happy in terms of where we are in different occupations. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say the federal government took the lead in doing that because a lot of black families and um, black people got their wealth and got their start and got their status because of the federal government. Mm-hmm. The federal government provided a way to uh good government job. Yep. To the middle class. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to my good government job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think he would be extra proud to see that younger people now are getting there at a quicker mm-hmm. sprint. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have to always pay homage to our parents because sure. I know I would be, I would be, my father would kick me in the butt if I didn't say how long, you know, that they paved the way, their generation sure. paved the way, you know, for us to be able to make our grades yep. as quick as we made them. Mm-hmm. You know, my daddy would tell me all the time, I start out as a GS2. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, he finished almost about to make SES, you know what I mean? But, um. They paved the way, and they had to put up with the bull crap. Sure. But that was the quickest way into uh, the middle class. Mm-hmm. And I will also say, too, uh, the military. Uh-huh. Sure. The military also provided mm-hmm. another way for black middle class. You know, the GI bills, to be able to, for black people to go to college. Yeah. You yeah. know, and also to be able for them to buy their first homes. Yeah. Because we know black wealth starts in owning a home. Home ownership. Yeah. Home ownership, you know, yeah. and um, I, I would say he would be proud. Yeah, yeah. Agree. Now, yeah. would there be some stuff that we still need to fix? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. because I can honestly say there is instances where people are promoted because of the color of their skin and agree. not because of what they know. I agree. Yeah. Because they want to yeah. check a box to say, "Hey, we got this many people." At this certain grade, we got this mm-hmm. many people as vice president, so we got this many people as middle management. Sure. And guess what? 50% of them are black. Yeah. And that's why um, I'm 50-50, and Tyson, we can talk about this too, and Joe, mm-hmm. I'm 50-50 on the, D, the DEI. Yeah. 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 I got you. Yeah. That's where okay. I was going. Yeah. You know? All right. Yeah. So I'm really yeah. saying, look, yeah. we're all on the we same page. We're not coming to you yet, Tyson. We're going to save that for the DEI. Yeah. 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 I'm 50 yeah. 50 yeah. on for that. Yeah. All right. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So that's where I'm at. So right. go, go ahead, Joe. All right. I'm going to pass it over to me. I, wanna, I always like to have my facts, all right? So I'll quote some, some, um, 
Shout out to program. Terrence, man. Terrence, Terrence look, he, man. Didn't t- he didn't took a page. Terrence, I'm, he's like my, my, I'm his protege, right? <laughs> I, I like, I like notes, right? He keep do that prepared. research. Absolutely. Right. All right, this is this. This is MLK's stance on um, work. Do your work with pride. Right. You talking about Aggie pride or? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, here we go. Joe had to slide it in. He had to slide it in. Do your work with pride. Whatever your life's work is, do it well. A man should do his job so well that he that the living, the dead, and the unborn could do it no better. That's wow. a quote right there. Wow. Let me read that again. Whatever read it your again. life work is, do it well. A man should do his job so well that the living, the dead, and the unborn could do it no better. All right, wow. and then further along in this um in this particular speech or dialogue that he had, he said, if I cannot do great things. I can do small things in a great way, mm. right? If I cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. So, federal government, Gene, all right, you know that's, my, that's where I'm at right now. Um, we want to talk about that in particular from opportunity standpoint as far as occupation. I think, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I'm on the, I agree with you from a standpoint that he, I think he will be very pleased that where we are as a race right now Um Rank wise, um, opportunity wise, right. the, the posture that we have, things that we do, the things right. that we do, um, the information that we are, we are able to be a part of, mm-hmm. um, the people that we have access to, right, right, the people that we have access to. I just don't think that you know, eighty years ago or or fifty years ago, for even for that matter, I don't think that they would have been able to. I, I sit down with my TD and have you know. Monthly sinks. That's a that's a discussions. That's right. A, that's discussion. And, and we're talking about in Virginia. Yeah. Right. Or like I got a. I, I'm a <laughs> black on, man sitting down exactly. with an admiral and a uh, general uh, and talking. Three star having pause. Have a conversation for those of us not in the military. Was a TD? Technical, oh, technical director. director. Oh, sorry. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, technical yeah. director. All right. Tec- I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> those of us not in military yeah. speak. Okay. Technical director. All right. Yeah. But it's a big thing because you wasn't seeing thing. that. You was you was not it was seeing not seeing it. it. Okay. You know, especially I'm, at our age. Yeah. Okay. So so I'm on like a normal drum beat with my technical director who is ranks, you know, up mm-hmm. there with some some one stars, maybe two stars, right? Okay. Up in the Navy Yard. Right? Got he it. interface with those type people. Got it. Big, right. big I'm Navy, with you. Big Wig Army, whatever the military uh, federal government works for. But um yeah, the fact that I can I have access to those people and from my perspective from a from a line manager the the reach that I have on people that um, are under me, right? mm-hmm. and I don't I don't mean that in a bad way when I say no, that, just but in the hierarchy, know, in, in the hierarchy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like looking at where I am and um, the people that we manage and the mentorship that we provide, mm-hmm. um, the networking that we provide, yep. and, and I just think that we are ahead of the game in that aspect, right? right? I think we, we made great strides. I just don't. I think that somebody broke down those doors for us, Gene. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and I think it's important for Tyson and the education industry and us and the federal government and whatever you our listeners are there, whatever your field is, hold true to your values, yep. but don't forget about others. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And mm-hmm. I don't want to just make it a black thing. Um, it is Black History Month, but pull people up. All right? Yep. Think about your opportunities and how you got to where you are. Um, it may not have just been a black person that helped you get to where you go, where you are. And that is <laughs> yeah. the truth, you know Joe. True. true. That is have, the truth. It true. may not have been that black person that got you to where you are, but don't forget about your people. Don't forget about hold them accountable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I go out and do recruiting often. I was in Baltimore this weekend recruiting, by the way. Um, Bayer 2024 Black Engineer of the Year Awards. Mm-hmm. All right, was in the committee center in 
um, Baltimore. And we had uh, several um, African-American students come by looking for job opportunities. Um, I felt like it was my duty to talk to those students. Yep. Um, some of them um, needed some help with their resumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them did not have the credentials that they needed to um, seek government employment. Um, but it was my right to kind of give them some guidance on where they needed to, to, to make right. some gains. Absolutely. Right? And I made it my business to talk to every person that came to see me and give them some pointers. And the number one question was, how'd you get to where you are? Right. Mm. And I told them be bold and accept the challenge. Right, mm. you know those People. are Bowie State credos. Right <laughs> oh my God. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The oldest HBCU <laughs> yeah. in Maryland. In Maryland, right. I guess so. All right, all right. Be bold and accept the challenge. So, for everybody out there in, in, in that's listening, whatever your profession is, I don't care if you flip burgers at McDonald's. I don't care if you're working at Walmart. I don't care if you are CEO of your own thing. Don't forget about the people. Don't forget about the ones that help you get where you are right. and help mm-hmm. others. Help others. And I think that's the key point in yep. um, doing it well, that pride, mm-hmm. right? That's that pride aspect that MLK talked about. Mm-hmm. Take pride in what you do. Um, do it well, but also you know, be a stepping stone for and others. I, and I think you'll be proud that there are opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. There are, are a lot of opportunities. Excuse me. Opportunities that wasn't available mm-hmm. back then. Sure. Yep. You know? Yep. And with those opportunities, it's it's. Oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with opportunities, but Tyson, go ahead and pick it up. Yeah, I, yeah. I had Let's something good. It was right. so With those opportunities comes um, comes a chance for growth, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think different from my take on education. I think here he would be pleasantly surprised and pleasantly pleasantly pleased with um, the expansion in, of where we are in terms of our careers. Uh, Joe, to your point, I think it's absolutely imperative that um, we reach back mm-hmm. and that we help people get to where we are or pass us. Mm, absolutely. Right. And I'm I'm absolutely OK. Right. With people passing me. I just brought in a whole new team this summer and all of them should pass me in terms of, right. of my career. That's the way that I look at it. Right. Because somebody helped me mm-hmm. and I just had drinks with my uh, now my friend, but my mentor that pushed me out. Mm-hmm. Of my my first professional job out of grad school, he was like, "It's time for you to go. Mm-hmm. Right, you can't do anything else here." Now, now, can right. we bring up the elephant in the room? Because I'm gonna tell yeah. you, the Come problem on. with us it's your podcast. You do yeah. what you want to do. The problem <laughs> with us is we do have that crab. We still mm-hmm. have that crab and yeah. the barrel mentality. I I have to be intentional about what what Channing just said, and yep. I. And I I'm did you usually, did you say Chan? I'm sorry. He just Tyson. That's all good. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. We all got a network of people that we did. I knew what you bro. meant. Tyson, I'm so sorry. You can edit that out later, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or we keep it in there. I'll try. We, this is some raw <laughs> stuff yeah, right yeah. now, bro. But no, this, this is, is talk, talk about it. No, we still have that crab and burrow. I have to be intentional about what you said, Tyson, because and it wasn't like I was doing it on purpose, right? But my mentality has always been: I'm okay with you exceeding me. But somehow I came off as I'm not I'm holding you back, right? And, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm not perfect, right? Right. Nobody is. I'm a, I get mentored, right? I, sure. I need people in that I have a network of people that can kind of coach me and and drive me forward. And one thing that I that some feedback that I got from uh, one of my employers was like, I just feel like um, there's no opportunities past you, right? Mm. Um, what what is the next step for me? This was this is what they gave me. And sure. I, I'm like, all right, cool. I, I wasn't thinking like I'm holding you back from surpassing me. 
And now, and that made me change my mindset. And you know what? I need to I need to show them what it's like beyond me. Sure, right? right. Because yeah. I was talking more of a linear when I was in that mm-hmm. in my in my evaluation. Mm-hmm. You know how they go. Yep. Right. I was like, yeah, your next natural progression is going to be group lead. And sure. One sure. day you're going to be a branch head and blah blah yep. blah. I I stopped there because that's all I knew. Right. That, okay. That, that I level you. where I was. Right. I follow right? you. It wasn't until I had some coaching that I was like, it was like, no, guide them to the highest level, the technical sure. director that yeah. Brian's talking yep. about, right? Show them the path of how to get to that technical director, and it doesn't look like you're just you withholding information from them. Yeah, right. So I had so to learn that, and I had to be intentional right. about. It's funny you mentioned that because I I was just in a conversation. I got a I'm in a group chat with some people in the profession, and um, someone hit me in a group chat and was like, "Yo, this your boy? Who'd y'all send here?" I was like, well, send me a picture. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's my boy. Like, we work together. He 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 just joined us, but he's going to be a rock star. He's going to be a VP. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, just give him time. I just need to work with him a little bit, um, build some skill sets. But he's gonna he's gonna be a VP, mm-hmm. and it shut the conversation down. Because he was about he, he sounded like he was about to say something. Right. So I, right. I just didn't know where the conversation was going to go. Okay. Right. But I needed to I needed to take up for my guy because. Right. He absolutely has the ability. And I think that's what MLK's dream is, is right. Regardless of color, creed, yeah. religion, whatever. If you got the ability. If you got the ability and you mm-hmm. can do there the work. Go. Yes. Then right, you know what? It's my job to to make it a little bit better for you or to make sure that you don't have some of the obstacles I had. Exactly. Learn from my experience and let's push it forward. And that's think- what I'm talking about because I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. Willie Lynch, he did, he did, he did a shit job. I'm telling mm. you. Mm. And and if y'all don't know about Willie mm. Lynch, go look up Willie Lynch. But <laughs> that that's been ingrained in sure. our people, and a lot of times that's what our forefathers had to come up against. Like, man, I'm gonna mm. make it, but you got to find your own way to make it. Yeah. You know. But we had some people it's still who didn't there. think like, yeah, it's still, still out now. there, still now. And again, Joe, you touched on it. Mm-hmm. Even with myself, I make it an intentional thing to anybody that works up under me. To pass the knowledge down that I have gained, and I want to see them do. Look at this. Yeah, we live. We live. We got phone calls. We live. You know, it's real but life. I make it intentional to bring them up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times there wasn't anybody to bring us up. We had to sure. learn on our own. But that doesn't mean the next person has to learn on their own. Yeah. The next person should have an easier time easier. Yeah. than yes. you yeah. had, yep. and yep. so on and so Absolutely. forth. And Absolutely. you should expect they should have them a different challenge than exactly. what you had. Absolutely. Exactly, Absolutely. and that's the because thing the I feel like evolves. Yep, exactly. The evolves. And that's the thing I feel like us as a people need to do a lot better in. And I think that MLK would kind of be a little disappointed in. Yep, I agree. You know? right. Sure. Di, yep. did we get into that? Did I miss it? No, 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 we didn't get a deal. We can hit that last quick, step. Go ahead. Real quick before we go into our before we go into lifestyle. We're gonna get into how DI opinions. Tyson, go ahead. Well, first tell everybody what DEI is, because some people may not know. Yeah. Diversity, equity, inclusion. Um this catapulted with George Floyd. I think mm-hmm. that's fair to kind of it's say. fair to say it. Mm-hmm. Um there was a space and a movement of it prior to Floyd, uh, both in business and education, yep. um, especially at given my lens and PWIs and, and hiring people that 
came from backgrounds that were were non-white to kind of lead these spaces. Um, and you see that the same with um, Google. Um, Joe, I'm taking a page out of your book, but um, the sister y'all, y'all from... Y'all should see him. We, got, we on our phones. We're pulling, we pulling stuff listen, up. Look, Terrence would be so happy right now. Listen, one thing I know our listeners would do, they will check you. Yes, they, they will, will fact check. They will fact check. So get your facts right. Just right. do that. I'm gonna, uh, I don't want to butcher this, um, this East African sister's name, but Timnit Gebru, who okay. was the uh, leader of Google's ethical artificial intelligence team. Right. right? She... She bowed out, right? So she was one of the first ones that bowed out um, that caused me to pay attention um, to the DEI space and who was leaving and that it wasn't really all that it was cracked up to be and that these companies and these educational institutions weren't supporting it the way that they should have been. Um, And I think that um, MLK would be disappointed in the announcement and the growth of it and then running all of these people out and i'm not saying they ran out but sometimes it's just not your battle and it's just not your season for you to engage in that kind of um growth for quote unquote the majority i'm using Mm -hmm. my fingers here but um i um i think there is a place for it i think it's warranted i think you look at florida and you look at what desantis is doing you look at um excuse me i'm sorry I laugh, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep that in there. By the way, yeah. don't, don't remove that laugh. Um, Go ahead. You think about um, the book "All Blue Boys Are Blue" um, and the 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 backlash that it's gotten. Um, no matter where you stand on kind of the LGBTQ plus IA um, kind of spectrum and, and feelings, um, all of this kind of knowledge, all of this kind of truth that people are putting out. Mm-hmm. My truth may not be your truth. Absolutely. Your truth may not be Gene's truth, mm-hmm. but it's still truth. Um, and I think that the the DEI space, um, in some respects, is, is losing. I think this speaks to what MLK envisioned mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think he'd be disappointed in how many companies and how many states are pulling back from providing a space and an opportunity for students to be educated and to read. Okay. And to learn. All right. All right. Any 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 last niggas before we go on to the next one, Gene? You good over there? I know you so, in. <laughs> I don't necessarily have a beef with DEI because DEI has forced companies, have forced the government and everybody to be more intentional. I just think it should be natural mm-hmm. without having to have a program to tell you what to do. Okay. You know, sure. and I'm not just talking sure. about with black people, with um, you know the LGBT. Excuse me if I get mm-hmm. all yeah. the acronyms wrong. LGBTQ plus. plus plus. I'm not talking about with that community. I just feel like again, they should it, it shouldn't matter. All right, the person who does the job. Sure. All right, the person who does the best person who does the job. And even in my command right now, well, not my command, but who I work with right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. we have one of the first, um, um, I'm trying to get this words right because we want to be very correct. Um, she is a she. Okay. Now. Okay. But was a he. Okay. One of the first. Okay. Gender. In the Navy, that's, trans- that's in it. And it's flying and everything. 
you know? Okay. And I find it amazing. You know what I mean? And literally didn't have to take DEI to do any of that. This person does their job well. Does their job well. With pride. With pride. I don't give a who who you are. They treat you do people your job. right. They treat people right. Treat people right, do the same. Okay. You know? And it, it should be like that. That's a prime example of how it should be. Yeah. And it sucks that it takes the military to show people how to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Now, granted, maybe with some stuff in the background, I don't care. But the way I treat people is, do you do your job well? Okay, cool. I'm carrying on conversation with you. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're still a person. Yeah. You know, you ain't calling me out my name. You but if I mean? you don't do your job well, I'm going to tell you about it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Joe? Look, I, I'm, I don't think I need to say anything. I mean, like I said, as I quoted... Do your job with pride. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we just mentioned, this person that um, doesn't have any preconceived notions on the people that's above or below her, him or her, um, and, and they do their job well. I mean, that's 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 all that matters to me. I just look for that equality in the workforce, doc, since we're on the occupational piece, mm-hmm. right? I look for that equality. I look for, um, can I see my vision um, without any barriers mm, sure. from, from others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can I see where I want to go? Can I, can, can I be that TD that I talk to every every month? You can, right? and you will yeah. be. And, and, and from that aspect, yes. Um, and I, w- I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. I will yeah. be if I choose to, right? Yeah. Um, I think that overall, it? absolutely, man. Okay. Absolutely. I think overall, it's done. Um, you know, we just, we, we are exceeding that aspect from an educational standpoint. All right, so we're going to get into the life. The life part. Life. Woo! Here we go. Let me go. Right before you start, Joe, <laughs> we might have some special guests on okay. a okay. phone call. We may go a little long today, folks. We no, which is fine. <laughs> I, I had a lot of some time for this show. <laughs> All right. um, it ain't going to be the two-hour show Stay, we did. Do uh, back, not leave yeah. us, listeners. Stay with us. We're here. The question was asked, this segregation, um, somebody can reframe it, but mm-hmm. was segregation good or bad? Uh-huh. So mm. we're going to get some people who live during that time wow. nice. on the phone. Nice. Right? Oh, AKA oh, my parents. On the show that I'm hosting? Yes. That's that appropriate. Is, yes. Might that's be appropriate. Number one next, G. Huh? This might be our best show. It, it might be. <laughs> that's appropriate. It might be. So we're going to get them on the so show. As, as G Go setting that up over there and, yep. and, and, and setting up that piece i want to highlight i went to netflix and i typed in black history okay right i want to see some of the what you get some of the things that came back and i want our listeners to um support these black movies right okay support they may be they may not be 2024 movies they may be 2020 2021 movies but let's go through i'll go call out a few of them um some of them we may have seen the vince staple show i'm watching that now top 10 on netflix uh, right yo, now. yo send it to me send it to me show Please check that out. Of course, we know all American, right? We're all yeah. fans. I have never um, seen an episode. What? You never what? <laughs> never seen an episode. So the real <laughs> story is awesome, but the wife was addicted to it. Yes. Okay. Check it out. Yes. All right. We're gonna go down to No Yeah, New Orleans, American Symphony. John Baptiste, who was an Oscar nominee, he has a uh, Netflix special out right now. Harriet. I caught yeah. some of those episodes, man. Yeah. That's some deep That's stuff. That's a good right stuff. There. That's a good one. Go go check that out. George Foreman has a Netflix show. Big George Foreman. Please check that out. I'm going to wrap it up in a minute. Mm-hmm. Rustin is an Oscar nominee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatherhood with Kevin Hart. Go check that out. And the best of enemies. I see, uh, enemies. 
I see Taraji P. Henson in that. Go check it out. But I'm going to close it with Shirley. That's the Regina Sh- King joint that's coming out, right? Shirley. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Shirley Regina King. is out on Netflix. Who is she talking about? Shirley who? Shirley Chisholm. Mm. Shirley Chisholm. Shirley Chisholm. Make sure we was 1972. Oh, look at my boy over here. Shirley Chisholm, 1972. All right. So everybody out there, go check out some of those Netflix specials. Um, Netflix, you can sponsor us if you like. Come on, man. That's why I Netflix. We just need a sponsor. Listen, we we need Old Forester. We need Pizza Night, Port City. Right. We need Trolls. Anybody that I mentioned, come show us some love. Right. Shirley Chisholm, real quick. That's my segue into this history fact for black, facts for Black History. Shoot right. it. That's shoot why it. I started with that. The first African American woman elected mm-hmm. to the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was elected in 1968 and represented the state of New York. That's mm-hmm. Trump. That's Trump. It's Trump. Trump <laughs> I mean, we ain't gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. We're a political. I mean, we're just calling black history, Right. She broke ground again four years later in 1972 when she was the first major party African American candidate and the first male female candidate for president of the United States. Did y'all mm-hmm. know that? Yeah, no, I, knew that. I, did I did not know that she yeah. was a candidate. Yeah, for president first, of the United first States. First one. Yeah. Before wow. Jesse. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Shirley Chisholm. And everybody mm-hmm. was saying Jesse was first. No, no. Ah, this is often overlooked. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. it's important. <laughs> it's important for us to um spit the facts on our podcast. We like to check our, our work, right? Um shout out Sh- to Black Shirley Yep. On Netflix. But I, I, I do want to say one thing, and I want to put all of what we're talking about in the context. It was not that long ago, people. No. Yo, when when I hear when I hear these years, I'm like, wait, it was not that long ago. My parents was a part of this. Yeah. Do people understand it was <laughs> barely 40, 50 years ago where wow. we couldn't drink from the same water fountain? So you know, that's what the part that makes it and you talk about the segregation piece, mm-hmm. that's the part that makes it um super interesting is that in that short period of time, like you've seen this mass exodus of like um, departure from HBCUs, but you see this mass um, increase of us in numerous professions, right? Yeah. Like, so there's been there's been this ebb and flow of like progress, mm-hmm. but still challenges, and we just have to figure out the right kind of mix in order for us to continue to succeed. Exactly, it's just it's just crazy. That's why I can't wait to get our guests on real quick mm-hmm. because here in DC, here in Charles County. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on now, come on it now. Wasn't that Come on now, go people. <laughs> yeah, you I'm with you on that. They still so, alive. Yeah, they still alive. alive. The and safe haven, the safe haven that we consider and Charles they County. They vote. Yeah, yeah. They and, vote. And I think I'm glad you said that. It wasn't that long ago we weren't allowed to vote. That's true, man. They vote. That's it true. wasn't that long ago women, period, wasn't yeah. allowed to go black and white. Yeah. So I got something for that when we get to the life part. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, we're on the life part. Right. Joe about to kick it off. We are here right now. Yeah. We done wrapped up two of our, we done hit up education, we hit up occupation. Now we're in the life. Being a black, we're men, black mm-hmm. men, all right? Being a black father, being yep. a black brother, yep. right? Um, the challenges. I want to hear it. I know we. I know we're going along, listeners. I know it's been. It's fine, Joe. We good. I know, but we're please good. stick with us. I, I really feel like this is some good, good conversation here. This mm-hmm. is good conversation. Pause the show. Come back to it later if you have to. Listen to the whole episode. I'm telling you, it's going to be some good information. Yes. Shout, shout out to our special guest again, Tyson, for being Appreciate here. It. Shout out to our host, our CEO. Oh, look, well, he didn't forgot my name. Co- co-host. No, no, co-host. I, I called you host, but you the co-host. co-host. I'm the host, tonight. Joe Brickhouse. All right. 
Are we ready for the phone call right now? We want to talk first and, and then get to the Talk phone real phone. quick. All right. I'm going to shoot them a right. text. So we're going to get into call. like, so it's not a coincidence. And I went upstairs. By the way, we at my house, right? Undisclosed locations at my, at my house. But I went upstairs and grabbed a shirt. I told you I was going to change shirt. Yeah, yeah. you did. I'm putting on a shirt. Guess what the shirt is? Drip. It's Malcolm. Malcolm. Can we, Malcolm get that shirt? can we get a picture Malcolm. of that shirt? I'm, I can't make this stuff up. And this was not planned. I went upstairs and grabbed a shirt, and the shirt says driven, right? Got it. MLK. Can't make this stuff up. And I look over at Tyson, and I see dream, lead, yep. fight, think, write, build, speak, educate, challenge. Man. And they look over at Gene and, and he Gene, just see some <laughs> regular shit. But you got on a black shirt though. That's you black. Got a black shirt on. My president is black. My president is black. <laughs> so is my Lambo. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's go. Let's get into the life aspect. I told them um, five minutes I'm going to call. Five okay. minutes is perfect. Let's give us time to go around the table and then we can go here. All right, Tyson, I'm going to come back to you. Collect your thoughts real quick. Okay. Um, let's, talk, let's talk from a standpoint of life. How would our, how would MLK feel and shout out to ML, shout out to, to Malcolm right away. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. we talking about MLK. Well, we're not just limiting it to MLK, and it's one of you know. This was just a, a focus of he had the speech, he had a dream. We all know Malcolm did great things. Those were some great leaders, right? That paved the way for us to be where we are. I don't want to just limit it to MLK, but um, this is this is the focus that we have right now. So, from an MLK perspective, all right, looking at our lifestyle as a as as a race. Um, how do you, you think he would feel today, Tyson? I think he'd be uh, pleasantly surprised in components, right? There's, you know, think about home ownership, think about marriage, think about, there are, there are a lot of things to be proud about, excited about. Um, what I think he would be concerned about is perhaps the lack of organization, mm. um, and I, I say that because it didn't hit me until this is pre-pandemic, but this is an example. I was at work and um, a group that sits on the Republican side and conservative side uh, rented out um, some space for the summer mm-hmm. for a youth conference. So these kids are maybe 10 to 12 on the low end mm-hmm. up to about 18, 17, 18. Um, and they are there for a week and they are training and they are learning and they are being in, kind of indoctrinated about how to run the government the same way that it's being run now. Mm. And I think that's where he probably be a little bit disappointed in terms of like the organization and the, the training ground to understand, okay, right. this is how you strengthen this area. This is how you strengthen this area. This mm-hmm. is how you strengthen this area as opposed to hands on your knees, hands mm. on your knees, right? Like there's a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we are sitting in a serious time right now where every moment and every minute counts. Mm. And I think we have to be, stra- we have to strategize and we have to have the kind of tactical advantage to leverage our wow. strengths in every single kind of mm. component, whether it's with y'all and kind of what you do in the military, whether it's me in education, whether it's in law enforcement, whether it's in um Google, right. whatever. I think that's where he would be like, we need to do a better better job in terms of kind of organizing. Yeah. And I think too that he would actually be disappointed. Mm. And that's he would fair. be disappointed going back to what you were saying, the organization, us being organized, and it all goes back to what they were doing during his time. 
and I would hate to say it because I use, you know, mm-hmm. counter Intel Pro and everything. Yeah. How we're so distrustful of each other when we are organized. Sure. Sure. You know, again, those seeds were laid way back then. A and long time ago. Still being laid now where we as a black people can't organize. Wow. And you look at BLM, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, oh man, they were they were doing such and such with the money, blah, 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 like yeah. that. The seeds of disorganizations was led was was laid back then, sure. and it's still now where you can't trust the hand, the right hand, the left hand yeah. can't trust the right, yeah. you know. So, I think he it would be disappointed. Yeah, it makes it challenging. He would be disappointed in that aspect, and he will also be disappointed to see that the relationship between law enforcement and minorities has not changed. And that's I go where and I, I, and I, I want to go. Right yeah. there. That's fair. And I would use the aspect of that's where I want to go. I'm a licensed gun owner. I'm a licensed concealed carry. Um, you know, I have my concealed carry license and I'm still scared as hell if I ever got pulled over from a pistol. Mm-hmm. And I got pulled over my pistol one time. Yeah, that's where I want to go. And in right Virginia. That's the pocket mm. I want right there. And it was the dumbest pullover because it was my mistake, though. But it was the yeah. dumbest pullover. The first thing I did was what they always teach us. Hands on the steering wheel, license, everything is oh, out. You do hands on the steering wheel. I do hands on the steering wheel. Oh no, absolutely. Especially, especially if I'm carrying. You do your what's the window? I do my hands out the window. I got my yeah. hands on the steering wheel. Yeah. I'm not moving till he gets when there. I, first of all, when the cop get there, my stuff is already. I'm, everything I'm is on the dashboard because I'm not going in my glove box. Right. When, when no, 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 no. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. My stuff is ready. Yeah. Everything is right there. And if I got somebody in the car with me, I got them recording, bro. Yeah. Now, see, that's why I don't. I, I, I need to, but yeah. I haven't. If you got somebody in the car with you, record. Record, I don't recommend that front seat driver. Yeah. Right. The somebody. But but somebody right. that can get something, yeah. Let them, yeah. So, like, yeah. I have my hand on the stern wheel. Don't be afraid to show the world yeah. what, how these cops are treating us. Now, I'm gonna be, now, this is crazy. I was in, uh, I was right on the border of North Carolina and Virginia. Mm. I got pulled over. 95 or 85? 95. So, you know what okay. a love, you know what a, right? So, you yeah. know what a love, you know, yeah, dude, big difference. <laughs> Big difference. Big difference. <laughs> so you know where the loves is on yes. ninety five. Yep. Yes. You right. It's the a loves. It's a McDonald's. Yeah. It's yeah. all that. Emporia. Yeah. Yep. Right yeah. So right outside, I think it was right before you get to Emporia. Right outside Emporia. So I got pulled over, and had had my hands on the steering wheel, had license, everything out mm-hmm. there on the dash. First thing I tell him when he come across, sir, I am armed. I got my license, everything right there. He was like, oh, I ain't worried about that. And I was like. A word? <laughs> he was like, I just see a license registration. And that took me for that, <laughs> that messed my whole head up. Because yeah. the first thing I told him was I'm armed and I got a pistol on me at the 3 o'clock position. And he right? ain't worried. He was like, yeah. I ain't worried about that. He was like, uh, <laughs> you get your license and registration. He think if you're going to tell me about it, you're probably not going to use it. So, so when I get my license registration, he was like, hey. You know that you went around me to make a right turn. I was like, I've been doing that for years. Because yeah. I always thought it was like, you could just make the right turn. He was like, no, it's one lane, and you got to make a right turn. And then he said, you're, um, you went to Bowie State, right? I was Bowie. like, Bowie. Yeah. I hate when people say that, man. <laughs> you went to Bowie State. And I stand it. He was like, your, your, your Bowie State sign is covering up your, 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 your tag, tag, yeah. tag yeah. tickets. Yep. I got to pull for right. that. Yeah, he I was like, you got to yeah. fix that. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. But when he said, yeah, I ain't worried about that. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm sitting here with a pistol, got 15 in the scene of cock ready One to in the chamber. One in the chamber. <laughs> and he like, try me. And he like this. <laughs> oh, I ain't worried about that. Let me use the license registration. But 
the fact that we still got to do that, yeah, yeah. I, I think you. he'll be disappointed yeah. in that. Yeah. I, first of all, go ahead, Joe, and I'm gonna get yeah, Dan gets phone ready, and I'm just gonna kind of like not really make any new statements, but I think the piece that sticks to me is how we're treated from a um, law enforcement perspective. Mm-hmm. I often correlate that to how when he was walking across that bridge, right? The so, Edmund Pettus Pet- yeah, right, right. yeah. Pet- yeah. Pet- Bridge. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, when I see, think about George Floyd, when he, and I don't want to get in the name drop, but yeah. I'm going to forget somebody, right? And I'm, sure, I'm sure, not sure. going to say somebody, I don't want yeah. no drama. Right? Yep. But yep. when you think about those moments, right, mm-hmm. that we've had where All those brothers, been, and for, for, brothers and sisters, brothers that's, and sisters, that's the yeah. piece right there. The brothers and sisters, it's not just. African American men, it's our sisters out here that's mm-hmm. also being attacked, right? So when you think about it from that aspect, huge disappointment if he was here. By the way, he'll be ninety five if he nineteen twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Born nineteen twenty six during. If he time. wasn't assassinated, yeah. he'd be ninety five. He w- he could possibly still be living. He would be ninety five years old. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Right, because Coretta so, lived uh, a Coretta lived a while. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be ninety five. But you know, they said there. when he passed away and they did the autopsy and stuff, they said. What, he, he was, what, 36, 37? Too think? young. They said he had a heart of a 60-year-old. Well, that's stress. That's stress. You don't, you that don't kind of stress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the stress. That's yeah. stress. So. Absolutely. All right. Let me, let me go. Phone call? We'll try yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, All right here we it. go. Let's see what happens. You can, you can, you can uh, drive from the phone call, respect, since you got the phone over there. All right. I would love to hear. I'm so ready for this, man. Oh, yeah. I'm so ready. Hello? Hey, good Reverend Doctor uh, Eugene Lott. For everybody that don't know, this is my dad. Pops. Hello, can you hear everybody? Hey, dad? how y'all doing? All right, how you doing? We're sir? doing good. So, all right, Tyson, all right. you want to ask the question? Can you don't want to ask the question? No, you got it, Gene. You got it. You got it. No, because I can't remember how exactly the question just, was. Worded. I, I actually want to hear his perspective on just segregation, where he were, where he grew up. Yes. Oh, all now. right. Let me let's, get on the background. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, my dad. He was born and raised mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. and South Carolina. All right. So he had a, a experience of um, both being in the deep south and of also being up here up north. Mm-hmm. So, Dad, we just want the question we asked first was, was segregation going away good or bad? And then we just want to hear your experiences Living in segre- in a segregated Washington D.C. in South Carolina. Okay, uh, you have. Let me start. One uh, one of the things that uh, contributed to uh, when segregation, when Jim Crow, that segregation is supposed to be separate but equal. Uh, but we never got the funding that the other uh, persuasion got. Mm-hmm. You just got a little bit of it. But when you had your all-black high schools in D.C., like uh, Cardoza mm-hmm. uh, was all-black, it was a powerful school uh, as far as academics and sports because of the teachers uh, gave that extra, like at a, you know HBCU. Uh, that was given in high school, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you like you had Maggie Maggie Walker in Richmond. That was a powerful high school, all black. You know you had you got, uh, you got Tyson over here uh, slapping it up. You know Tyson from uh, you know the, the Virginia Richmond area, so he know about that school. Oh, so he knows what I'm talking about. Yep. 
that was a powerful school in sports and, and really in academics. You know, you had people that went on from there and went to college, uh, went to uh, Morehouse or, or or the young ladies went to Spelman or, or big-time schools, uh, Virginia State, and then ended up going uh, to uh, law schools and became active in changing, you know, in the movement and everything. Same thing with Cardoza. Uh, you had your uh, people that came out of Cardoza that went on to Howard, uh, Morgan, uh, even uh, Bowie. That's where you got your teachers in D.C. teachers. Uh, it was one time D.C. teachers was rated as one of the best teaching schools in the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it was all segregated, you know, and it was like that pride of coming out of those schools. Now, uh, a little bit of me said we lost that with integration. Right. Yeah. And uh, if you read up on it, uh, Dr. King saw that just before his demise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, uh, he was saying that if you just give us, you know, even James Brown said, I'm, you know, just open up the door. You know, I'm not asking you to give me nothing. But just open up the door, make it an even playing field. Yeah. So if those yeah. schools were funded the way that they were supposed to be, it, we could have we could compete, you know, when we got to that next level uh, with the people. So I kind of kind of think that, and we lost a little bit of our culture, uh, and we lost a little bit of the family, you know. Like and I'm glad I'm glad you said that, Dad, because mm-hmm. we, we had talked about. Mm-hmm. Fun because we talked about what well, the topic today was basically today's world. What will MLK think? And we broke it down right. with education, occupation, and life. And when we was on the education portion, we were talking about the fundings of HBCUs and versus PWIs. And if they would have got the same funding, you know how it would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm glad you oh, actually yeah. said well, that. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you look at uh. You look at uh, uh, the physical plant of a place. Uh, you know, if, if if that's on the low, you know, your academics going to be on the low because people are uncomfortable where they're living and stuff like that. And uh, the teachers are not getting paid as much as that. Y'all call them PWIs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not getting paid the same level as the uh, teachers at HBCU. Mm-hmm. You can't attract the uh best and brightest, you know, it all comes down to money and feeding the family. So you, you know, if you did have a, say a sterling, uh, uh, black professor and say Ohio state, uh, wanted him to come in and teach and, and let's say, uh, Morgan wanted him to come Ohio state going to have more money. You know where he's going for his family. He's going to go to the, you know, be that token. We, oh yeah, we have professor so-and-so, you know, he's African American. Hey, Dad, we got play those games. Joe, Joe want to ask you a question. Yes. Yeah. We got two questions two Joe want to ask wanna, you. I want to go first. How you doing, Mr. Lott? Joe Brickhouse here. How you doing? We met, we met a doing? couple of times. And, um, great. Let me, yeah, I want to say something to you real quick. You raised an mm-hmm. excellent young man that I have sitting to my right. You did a great job oh. raising this man. So I just want to put that out there, give you your flowers while you live. Mm-hmm. Good job. 
raising this brother that I'm that I'm talking to in this podcast that we're on right now. So my question for you is right. Well, before you go, on, <laughs> I knew it was coming. Absolutely. Shout out to the queen. Listen. Shout out to the queen. I know you're the head of the household, but the queen, the queen, the queen had a piece in that as well. So. You guys did a great job, right? All right. Absolutely. I, you know, right. that's a man right there that can mm-hmm. shout out his his Exactly. Wife. Yeah. Ah, boy, you just put some chills on me right there. All right. So my question, this was a question that we had around table. Tyson is here with us. Of course, Gene and myself. Um, mm-hmm. One of the questions that we led it was, was our personal experiences with black history. And I talked about inauguration when Barack Obama made his first um, term in the office. Gene talked about the Million Man March. Um, and then... Tyson talked about some some stuff that VA that I was like, wow, he he shocked me. I didn't know that he had some of the some of the history and the backbone there. So, from your perspective, um, whether it was in you know when you was down living in the south or when you moved up, give me something that wasn't a great experience, whether you was a part of it or you just got a chance to witness it. Black history in the making, and you felt proud to be a black man. Okay, I. Believe it or not, at 10 years old, I was in the March on Washington. Uh, wow. Where the, I, I have a dream speech. Mm-hmm. I was in that march with my mother and, uh, and my aunt from New York. Now, prior to that, my dad worked for D.C. government, one of the few blacks that worked for D.C. government at that time. Uh, and he had a I say a middle grade position. Uh, he was, uh, I think, uh, well, when he retired, he was a nine. So at that time, he was like a seven. But he was scared for us to go to the march mm-hmm. because nobody knew what was going to happen. Sure. You got to remember now, just a few months ago, a few months before that, they had the march in Montgomery, Montgomery. you know, yeah. Selma yeah. Yeah. and all that. That was all that same That's year, man. That's yeah. right. So, he, you know, I, got, I, I remember him and my mom squaring off, man, about us going to the march. And he was like, well, uh, my nickname is Skip. He said, well, leave Skip home in case something breaks off, you know, breaks off. And, and I was saying, no, I want to march with Mama. So, in a long story short, we had a uh, cousin, uh, Pearpoint, he was in D.C. National Guard. At the time, he was the East 7. And Pearpoint, um, some kind of way, Dad got a hold of Pearpoint. And we met him at 8th and 8th during the march. We marched from 8th and 8th all the way down to the mall. I mean, it was just, they just blocked the street. It was just hundreds, thousands of people, people from New York, everywhere, everybody black. And I remember the sign I had in my hand was better education. Well, wow. anyway, Paraport wow. being uh, uh, first sergeant, uh, a platoon sergeant with the National Guard, he was able, he uh, marched with us, you know, in his capacity of being with the National Guard. So that was the only way that my dad would allow us to participate in that march because he had seen what they had did, turn dogs loose and, yep. sure. and the stuff water like that. It, yep. uh, yeah. uh-huh. it, it was just a frightening thing. I can understand, you know, at the time I was 10, but looking back at it, he was worried about his family. I understand yeah. that. Wow, absolutely. I understand That's crazy. Because they didn't let them uh, take off from work. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. All and, right. And... Okay, and but yeah, I took part in that in South Carolina. Uh, 
You knew what side of the street we were from Saluda. Saluda, South Carolina. You were supposed to be be on. Okay. Uh, My grandmother was well respected in the town. And if I made, if I remember going, uh, she was so respected in the town that I could go in the white man's store and 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 uh, get a cookies and sodas and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll say, "What you got, Skip?" And I'll show him. And they put it in a book. Put on credit. <laughs> so when my grandmother oh, came in, she Shoot, had to man. pay for it. Okay, he said Skippy was in here, got so and so, so and so. So she, I remember getting a nice little whooping. <laughs> <laughs> You got too much. <laughs> right, got too much. So she wasn't looking for that bill, but that's the way it was, man. That's and, right. Uh, that's the way it was. Uh, I remember we had to sit uh, at a certain part of the train. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to catch mm-hmm. the civil media from D.C. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'll go down every summer to be with her. And I had to sit, we had to sit at a certain part of the train. Uh, when we got to Columbia, you had to sit in a certain part, the colored section of the Greyhound bus station. Wow, yeah. man! Let me, let me say and something. And wait on the bus, and then I, you know you had to go to the back of the bus. Wow, yeah. I just I just can't imagine. Like I'm gonna fast forward to where we but, are right but, now. But the present. See, go ahead, go ahead. You can deal with it. I'm sorry if I'm talking over no, you. Could. It's all right. Um, okay, you can deal with it if you don't know no better. Yeah, and see, right. that's the point right, right there that I wanted to make. Right. I just, I just can't point. imagine today. We don't know how to deal with. We don't know how to deal know. with it. Like, I, I walked in the store. My kids know they know what not to touch now. But if I mm-hmm. say let's let's go spend some money today, right. we went to Five Below. I ain't gonna lie, we yeah. went to Five Below a little bit early. I let yeah. them go in there and do what they want to do. I can't imagine mm-hmm. my kids walking in that store and being on pins and needles and. And being in a certain section of the store yeah. and not being allowed to be in there with other people, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's and, and, and that's, that's the point was, I was man. making that it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't that long. Yeah. I'm talking. They uh, uh, seem long to y'all, but the march on Washington was 1963. Not that long ago. Okay. Yeah. That's the same. Not that long ago. 19. I remember when they killed uh, 27 the, plus 24. Uh, two Jewish boys. Looking at 51. And uh, mm-hmm. t- what was it? Uh, Cheney and what I'm talking with S. Yeah, the two Jewish, the two Jewish the boys. Yep. Yeah. 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 I remember yes. that. Mississippi burning. Yeah. That really happened. Yeah. yeah. Mississippi yeah. Burning Absolutely. Really happened. I remember reading that in the in the newspaper. Mm. Can you imagine me reading that at, at uh, 11 and 12 years old? reading about what happened to them. And then what we used to do when my dad would go down to South Carolina, my mother would make a big uh, big picnic basket, chicken mm-hmm. and all that. Yep. That thermos thing with Kool-Aid because we could not stop. stop. You right. couldn't stop at a Cracker wow. Barrel. Yeah. You yeah. couldn't Mr. stop at a... Yeah. Well, you know, Pops, Pops, uh, we got one more question. We got questions for you, Pops. We're going to stay on this. He's in a flashback and I want to stay there. So I, I recently, last six to eight months, um, caught a documentary about um, Greenbook, but black folk traveling from the north to south. Okay. So you right. just mentioning oh, this, yeah. you just mm-hmm. mentioning this um, brings back a flashback for me. So can you can you just stay here for a second for me and, and talk to us a little bit about um, what I learned from this documentary was um, 
that a lot of black folks would travel at night because you couldn't see who was driving the car. And then you had a a washcloth and a plastic bag or some foil or wax paper for you to use to clean Mm -hmm. yourself if you had to go to the bathroom. Like how, in our our time period, you go to the woods. Okay, so can you just talk about that a little bit about like the the travel component of if if you didn't go by a Greyhound or train, if you were in a car, fortunate to have a car, like that's all factual, right? Okay, that's all factual. We would uh, go. We would leave, say uh, DC, uh, at around. It took it took about almost eight about eight hours to get there. Uh, we would leave DC about seven o'clock in the evening. Okay, it was all night driving. Wow. Okay, and Never then if we had, there were certain places that my dad knew that we could go. But you had to go around back. They had the colored, they had the nice, clean white bathroom out front. But the colored bathroom, they had the signs colored. You went around back. And, you know, it, it was something I wouldn't even take a German Shepherd to. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. I hey. remember those. But I always would ask, how come we don't stop at Shoney's uh-huh. or mm-hmm. something sure. like that? Sure. And they they would say, nothing. you got food back there. Eat, eat that food. Or we'll mm. stop at a a rest area at a picnic table and eat that. But most of the time we travel at night. Wow. Yeah. Thank wow. you. I appreciate hey, that, sir. Hey, Dad, hold on, Joe. I, I need you to hear this real quick. We we was getting a, a, a beverage break, Dad. But could you, the, the story that my dad, and my dad's told me a bunch of stories growing up um, in segregation and everything, but the story that always struck me was um, when Grandpa had to go get his um, birth certificate. Oh, the birth certificate, yeah. Okay, i say try and do it real quick, y'all. My dad was getting ready to retire from government. Of course, y'all know uh, back then uh, they had midwives as far as birth. So it was a mix-up with his, either he was born New Year's Eve or born New Year's. So he had to get a birth certificate in order to uh, get his civil service retirement straight and Social Security. So we went back down uh, Saluda. This was 1968. So I remember we had a, uh, he had bought a brand new uh, 68 Cadillac. He stayed and, with cars. Uh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and uh, we went to the courthouse. And the guy, the clerk of the court that was in charge of the court and everything was named Vincent Herlong. Now, as we were going there, Dad said, uh, well, I hope this dude, well, he said, I hope Herlong can get the stuff I need because uh, he grew up with us. He was poor white. Mm-hmm. We came came and ate at my, my granddad and my dad's them table and everything. Mm-hmm. So when we got to the courthouse, we went into his office, and uh, he jumped up, uh, grabbed my dad, hugged him and everything, and, and you know, and say, this your son, Skippy, isn't it yet? And all that made us welcome sit down. So he said, well, what can I do for you, Gene? Because my dad was named Gene, too. Okay. He, my father told him what he needed. He said, oh, no problem. We'll get one, and if it ain't there, we'll hook it up for you. Okay. Called his, called, uh, his uh, secretary in there, told him, said, look, I've known, known this nigga all my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say the exact words. That's just how I said it. That's just how I said it. Okay, I've known this nigga all my life. He needs a birth certificate. These are the dates. And whatever this nigga wants, you give it to him. Wow. Mm. Mm. And Mm. I looked at my dad. He bit his lip. 
and her lawn was looking to see if he'd say something, but my dad needed it. Yeah, he needed it. Mm. And we had to sit there. And take it. And wait. Wow. And he talked about how I ain't married. That's my grandma. Mm-hmm. He talked about, uh, you know, that how's Woodrow. And then when they came up with the paper and everything, look over it, you know, my dad had to say, he had his hand out. My dad had to say thank you. Yeah. Mm, wow. That's crazy, yeah. man. Thanks for sharing that with us. Okay. And they got out of town that night. Quick. Do what you got to do and get we out of there. That's the courthouse, right? Listen. That's the courthouse. That's crazy. All right. He told so me. We got, we got he that told on the phone. He said, we're leaving out this thing. Is We're going back. Mama's picking up our stuff, and we leaving from this so-and-so town. It left that night. night. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Any, any last any last thing, y'all, wisdom, like some tips? What you want, Tyson? Let's talk to Mr. Lott or oh. got him on the phone. We we going long, y'all, but it's all right though. Bro, yeah. our, our CEO said we good. We good. good. He said we good. we good. Let's keep this good. I really this think this, this, this might be cut I, into another episode and just I, be daddy. Yeah, That's it. I really okay. think this is a good topic. So yep. um, yeah. we we get we got a legend on the phone, man. From what I'm hearing, yes. this man has witnessed Black yes. history. He's been a part of Black history, mm-hmm. and uh, he passed Black history on to his son, which we are living right now. So absolutely, what you got? Let's 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 utilize him while we got him on the phone, um, Tyson. What you want? You want to get into something early? Oh. Yo, Tyson had a question for you, Daddy. Yeah. So, Mr. Lott, okay. um, I appreciate you you joining us. So, can you just tell us a little bit about um, what it was like and what you thought when black people started going to these white institutions, right? Because everybody basically had gone to HBCUs, and then kind of segregation right. ends or starting to end, and you see some 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 individuals start to migrate to. University of South Carolina or other white institutions. What what was the well, conversation you know, like? We, you, we, you know, y'all talking about the deep south. Yeah. You gotta remember Merlin, uh <laughs> where you at? Mm-hmm. Uh, we in D C uh it was a time we couldn't go over in Bladesburg. Mm. Wow. Okay. That's down okay. the street. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Or Mount Rainier. Your mother could talk about that. You had to watch your back going over in there. In the early, late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. But uh, my friends, what happened was when uh, in 64, after Johnson had signed the bill and everything, uh, the school started getting extra money for letting us in. And as well, I came out in 72, my be- I went to Bowie, but my best friend got a, a full ride to American University. That okay. was big, man. Yeah. They, wasn't letting no- they had one dorm. Well, two floors on a dorm because I would go up, spend the weekend with him, part, you know, face the girl. You ain't hear that, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I would go up and spend the weekend with him, but even on the campus, uh, and they knew he was there, they were giving him hard looks the wow. time he was there, and it was one area for the black students. Mm. And, and this is at American, night. this is at American University, American y'all, University in D.C. Washington, D.C. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, that was a, a, a private black school. I mean, a private white school. Mm. But they had to let us in because of the Civil Rights Act. Mm-hmm. Wow. Telling you. I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah, this was like 1970, you know, 1971. Right. The 74. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Not too long ago, like you said. Uh, not no, too long not ago. not that far away from it. Yep, and that's why uh, 
certain person running for president is is dangerous, man. It is. It it's is. Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, Pop, man, we appreciate it. Um, we appreciate okay, getting you on. I got on. some more stories. Uh, like I said. Uh, uh, you know, whenever y'all get it together. But this one last thing, 1983, I went to Glencoe, Georgia. Yes. Uh, to the criminal investigator school. Right after I was, I was born. In line. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hurry up. Now nah, you good. This is 1983. I just want to let you know, we haven't been free, or this so-called freedom they gave us, so that long. 1983. Yes, sir. A man came up to me and gave me a list of things and places that I should not go to. They can't tell me where to go, but I should not go to in Georgia. This mm. was 1983. Mm, and I thought 83 was a good year because that's the year I was born. Yeah, you know, that's the year I was born. <laughs> he he left right after I was born to go down there, by the way. And then he came back yeah, home and, that, and saw this uh, <laughs> saw this big baby <laughs> saw this big baby in the bed. <laughs> Yeah, I had to kick him out of my bed when I got back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Pop, man. And we you know you are you, always man. welcome on the show. But we had to get your insight as somebody who lived during that era and um, experienced right. it, you know. And tell Mama, I'm we sorry, look. I may what, have, you know, it. what they call it, post-traumatic. Even <laughs> going back, flashing back to things for y'all, I, get, I got a little shaky. No, I understand. Yeah, I, oh, I, I got, got shaky. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? When you were talking about it, Dad, I'm picturing no, it. No, I'm, and Joe was picturing it. Like, the yeah. room got still yeah. in there. The room like, got still absolutely. and quiet. I felt chills. I mentioned that. Like, I, I was not there. I did not have boots on the ground. But the story that you tell and the experience that you have, we got to get this on wax, man. Like, this is why right. we do this. Absolutely. This is why we have a podcast. This is why we, we, wanted, we, want, we don't want our history to die, Right. My kids no, don't. I sh- no, and we can't forget. Yes, we've come a long way, but we still, still got, got a long way to go. go. Yes, long way to go. Right. Yes, so, you know the scenario now. Y'all, y'all all right? And I had a person, one of my subordinates that worked for me, say, "Well, Gene, you know, you 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 made it this far. You got the nice home in Mitchellville. You you know, you get a car every two weeks. All your kids in college and." And everything fine, you know. Why? Why are you angry? That was that, and they were innocent about it. Mm-hmm. It, it was no malice. Wow, mm. I'm angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thanks, I'm Dad. Angry. Yeah. All right, man. I'm sorry if I, you know, took over the time. Nah, oh, you're good. Perfect. 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 Yeah, we say when you. I look. What I tell you? You're gonna have a segment. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, Pop. Love all you, right. man. Have a good one. All right. Thank mama, you. love you. Love oh, you, Mama. Have a good one. All right. All right. Take it easy, Pop. Mm-hmm. Bye. Check okay. this out. I, I was on the website and I looked mm-hmm. at population growth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From a black history standpoint, this is this is crazy. The black population of the United States in 1870 was 4.8 million. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. 2020. U.S. Census found, and this is crazy because U.S. Census probably didn't catch everybody. Right. This is just the one they knew about. The ones that know about. You know what I'm saying? 46.9 million black people, black residents. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I'm sorry to say, but that's why what used to be the majority is afraid yeah. because the minorities is correct. Yeah. are coming up. Yep. So, so closing thoughts, Joe? Wow. Ooh, yeah. man. Like, I'm, I'm all up. My, I feel great. This I is a good great. episode. This I, is a good episode. a good episode. 
I feel like um, I'm gonna be honest with you, and I and I talk to my friends about this quite often. By the way, the man that I am today, would I have survived back then? No. I, the answer is no. I, I say I that all the time. I, 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 I probably I, I, would, I'd be home. I would have been gone. Yeah, I would have been home. Right? Yep. When I when I think about, and I apologize if I get emotional, but no, it's fine. Man, my babies just came down here, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they in the playroom, they chilling, they quiet. But if you hear them, you hear them. But when I hear what your dad said, he went through at ten years old. I got a mm-hmm. nine year old in there, and imagine mm-hmm. that, man. I can't imagine my baby experiencing. Any disrespect from from within our race, mm-hmm. let alone outside of our race, it's a it's uh. So going on off that point, I uh, I took my kid to to archery practice yesterday, mm-hmm. and to talk about the disrespect um, at the end of practice, one of the coaches was too forceful with these three girls, one of whom was was African American, was black. Um, and I didn't have a problem with the, like the initial interaction, mm-hmm. but it was the second interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so part one is, I think in our culture, like you look at me when I speak to you. Oh, right? oh, definitely right. Yeah. So I, from her lens and me watching this as a third party, mm-hmm. like she's paying attention to you. You're an adult. She's you were talking to her. She is looking at you. Um, but it was the second component. The anger, mm. the way his body tensed, mm. the male versus female dynamic, the adult versus child dynamic. Um, and I had to email the, 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 the head coach as soon as I got home, even though it was my child. Part, I think, of MLK's dream yeah. is mm-hmm. taking care of the community. Is, that's all right. I have no idea who this young lady is, yeah. this little black girl is. All I know is she got some puffs and she wears glasses. But you took care of her. And she goes to my daughter's school. Mm -hmm. And the coach called me 10, 15 minutes after I sent the email, and I explained to him why I was unsettled about the interaction. Right. Right. So this wasn't your child. It was not my child. Because they'd been my child, it would have been a different outcome. It would have been a different outcome. We would have had to go pick up Tyson from I would have been in Central Booking. It would have been Tuesday. It was two of y'all. It wasn't my kid. Um and I don't know her parents. None of that. That's I have no idea what name. But that, right. to that's me, that's part of it, right? Because I don't know how that affected that young lady, yeah. right? I don't know if she's that's going to be a memory for her. But I think we've lost a little bit of that in yeah. the community, and, and I think that's where Emma. And that's what Pop said. And in closing thoughts, that's what Pop said. In his opinion, that's what we lost when segregation went away. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. sense yep. of yep. community. Yes, sir. That sense of yeah. we're going to take care of it's ourselves. Yeah. It's a village. Yes. We have lost that village and yeah. trying to incorporate ourselves. Because, yeah. how can I put this? Yeah, we weren't included, but that doesn't mean it was good for it's, us. Exactly. And let, let me tell you, you something. Yep. I don't think it's a coincidence that your dad came on after us, he didn't know what we talked about. Right, right. But everything that we talked about, he hit on. Was hitting on so well, Messed and so from well. experience, it, right? Gene did not talk to. I know you didn't talk nope. to your dad before the show. <laughs> nope. Your dad had no clue what we discussed on this show. Mm-hmm. So timely. But he went back. Here's the. Here's a. I, I'm a. I'm a thinker, right? Mm-hmm. 
I talked about Barack. You talked about some experiences in Virginia. You talked about the Million Man March. Your dad went back before the Million March. All that. Before and him. it was relevant. Relevant. Relevant information that he had as a 10-year-old. And then you talked about from your experience when you right. were young to Virginia wow. to right. my experience. Man, you can't make this stuff up. And he hit on stuff <laughs> that when he hit on the Virginia school, Joe, you were yeah, like, oh, I know about that. It yeah, was crazy. This is crazy, man. I, I applied to go to that school. Hey, man, wow. Gene, once again, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank yes. you for this podcast, thank brother. You. Thank uh, you for the opportunity to host. It's your boy, yes. Joe Brickhouse. Joe Brickhouse. Gene, man. Come on, man. What's your name? Hey, it was a good one, y'all. We ran long, but it was okay. worth it. It was yes, definitely sir. worth it. Good special episode. guest, Tyson. What you got? Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, Gene. Joe, thank you for, for the opportunity. Anytime y'all need me, I'm here. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's appreciate go. it. Hey, this is another episode of All Shit I'm 40. This has been Joe, Gene, and Tyson, and the rest of the crew. Y'all take it easy. Peace.